0: I know you're smart and I'm proud of you. I want you to make some friends this summer. Meet Scotty Smalls. Okay, get it! The kid is a
1: L7 Wayne. My life's over.
0: Man, this is baseball. You gotta stop thinking. You just have fun. Climb trees, hop fences, get into trouble. Just stand there, and stick your glove out in the air. I'll take care of it. Oh!
1: Now he's in. Yeah! All right. With the coolest guys in the neighborhood, they've got the look. Wendy Pepperdine. Wow! Hey girls. They've got the moves. Ah. They've got the rap. Block it. Geek, jerk, jerk, idiot, moron. You pop frapples in the toilet and you like it. You play ball like a girl. Oh, I got it, I got it, I got
0: it.
1: Oh, no. Well, ladies
0: and gentlemen, you guys heard it. At the beginning, you should have heard a trailer for The Sandlot. If I did my job right, if not, we're blaming JB if I not, if I did not do my job right. But we're here for another retro mini-review. And this week, according to your guys' vote, you want to hear us talk about The Sandlot. So we're here to do it. I'm one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, and I'm joined by my brother, the prodigal one, Mr. JB. What's going on, brother? What's going on, CEO
1: Hayes? What is going on, Film Family? It's one of my favorites. It's the Sandlot.
0: We're going old school 1993. Back to the playground. Back to the playground. And so, for anyone who's seen the video, no, we're not wearing the same clothes as last week. But... <laughs> I, <laughs> I forgot, forgot that. about that. Damn! you are going to have to start, like, changing clothes when we do these double recorded so people don't think we're just dirty motherfuckers. Like... <laughs> yeah, we have a shower in 3D. <laughs> but... Uh, so, I, like, it's always weird when we do these retro reviews because it's like, do, I really, do we really give a plot synopsis for something that almost everyone has seen? If you haven't seen The Sandlot, you're too young to be listening to this podcast. That's the way that I feel about
1: it. Absolutely. You, listen, you want, a, you want a synopsis. Nine people play baseball. Baseball gets lost. They try to attack or go after
0: the, the ball, trying to pickle a dog. They got the ball and the movie. And so this movie is is noticeably like a, a big part of my life because not not that we did it right after seeing the movie. I don't think so. But we got a, a a Mastiff after seeing the dog in this movie, which is an old English Mastiff. Um so that this movie always makes me remember Mufasa, which was our the name of our uh our, our Mastiff. Now, he was Brindle. He wasn't brown. but So it's, it's just like, you know, you always, when you watch old movies like this, you get the, that nostalgic feeling, and it's like, all right, that's that's mine for this one. And he was a big, scary, slobbery-ass dog, just like the one. <laughs> what was his name? Mufasa. That was his name. Oh, Mufasa. Muf- you said that. Okay, yeah,
1: right. Yeah, that's Mufasa. cool. That's really cool. Yeah, man. So I'm, I'm definitely happy that we're doing this
0: movie. um I mean, let's just get into it, I guess. Let's get into it. So this movie is... I think overall, like the story that's really told in this movie, if we're getting from like a sentimental point of view, is really about letting go. Right? Would you Would you say that? I say I say it's letting go, but
1: also at the same time, I look at it a little bit of like triumph in a way. Okay. On in multiple over facets. fears. Over fears. Yeah. yeah. Number one. From um, Smalls Scotty Smalls because he he's real, Kind of an introvert He makes friends he learns how to play baseball He's getting over fear after fear And then also with uh,
0: Benny towards the end like uh, going With you know going after the beast And getting the baseball Yeah, And so it, it's it's this movie was Set in 1962 um, It came out in 1993 Three. Um, So it was set 30 years Before it was it was actually made um and it's a coming of age story and this is what we get a lot of uh it's funny that you know in our in our last keeping rule we talked heavily about foxes it is a fox owned property so i wonder if we're gonna see like a, a it revived on disney plus at some point but um just the, the like i think overall like more than anything in this movie the camaraderie between the group of friends and like how they give each other shit um but they really all care about each other it's it's the, we, we get crushes in this movie like it, it's Everything of childhood wrapped into an hour and a half long movie. Yeah, man. I got a lot of nostalgia from this movie because it was like the kids from a neighborhood.
1: Although with us, it wasn't really baseball, it was more basketball. But we still had that camaraderie. We still had that um, where, like, you you know, we get up, we play basketball, and then you do things outside of only basketball in my, uh, you know, case where like you went to the fairs or you went to the park or you, you know, you, you did different things. So I love seeing all that. I mean, I, it just brought back so many memories. And like you said, it was shot back in, uh, 19, well, the setting is 1962. And, um, this movie actually was shot in 42 days, which when I read that, I was like, holy crap, wow. I mean, 42 right. days. It's not a long movie. It's like an hour and 40 minutes maybe, but 42 days. And, um, I do have the, the box office numbers here, which is, it's phenomenal because there's something that jumped out at me. First of all, the budget of this movie was 7 million and it grows 34 million worldwide. Right. Mm. Which so it's not, it's not too bad, but the, the thing that really jumped out at me was this movie later became a cult classic, which is kind of fair to say DVD slash VHS sales, $75 million. Wow. So the whole movie with everything, you're talking over a hundred million dollars. That's a success.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a success, especially when it's made for. Um, and I just quick Google, uh, there is a TV series being made about this on Disney Plus. So there will Creel. be a TV series based on Sandlot to come out on Disney Plus. And I think this is a perfect one for it. I don't know if they're gonna like move it up and set it more contemporary, but I'm I'm all for that. I think that when you um when you talk about like the budget and the fact that it was shot in 42 days, now was this. Well, the child labor laws in place then? Because I know there's like now a limit on how much a, a child actor can act per like day. So maybe that that's why it was shot forty two days. Like they they kind of had a they can only work them a certain amount of time during the day.
1: To be honest with you, I really don't know if the child labor law was a, you know what? It definitely hundred percent was a thing. You know why I say? Because I know for a fact Uh, Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen Mm. The child labor law was a thing during that time And that That show came out before 93 So yeah it was absolutely A child labor law Originally this movie I think was supposed to be with like seven and eight year olds but they went with a little bit of older cast which i'm so happy because i enjoy the cast and we're gonna we're gonna get into the uh to the cast in a second but yeah i mean um david evans i don't really know anything about this director i don't know if he's done anything after or before this but um he did a good job and actually the director david evans he also was the voice behind the narration as well throughout which i thought was a great touch like you don't see too many movies. It reminded me of you know you remember that show, The Wonder Years. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. it kind of reminded me of that with the um with the na- narration. I enjoyed the narration. It added a, a different element to the movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think when especially when you're doing a coming of age story and you have that adult voice that's supposed to be the adult of uh, version of one of the characters, it adds like a an airiness to it, I guess if that's the way you want to go, because it feels like now you're reflecting back on your, on your childhood times. And now us being adults, it kind of put me in the place of reflecting back on the times when I originally started watching this movie. So it, yeah, it, it, it really hits from all, from all angles with that one. Um, but, Let's get into like some of the characters because this is basically an ensemble movie. It's a coming of age movie, and a lot of those movies bring in a lot of characters that all fit into their different stereotypes back in the day. Who is your favorite character in this movie? Um, that's it's a tie,
1: but if I have to pick one, I'm gonna go with Squints, and I also that's I feel like too. growing I up. I feel like growing up, I was actually Squints as well. <laughs> let me ask you. Let me ask you this, and I don't have it here on my phone or on a paper or anything. Can you name the nine guys?
0: Scotty Smalls. I think I can, of course. Yeah, I don't need the last names, but that's fine. Okay. Scotty, Scotty. Um Squints, who we just said, right? That's two. Oh, shit. Not off the top of my head, what?
1: let me. I think I could do it because I've seen this movie a million times. So right, that's three. Ham.
0: Um, yeah, I think that's all I got, bro.
1: So there's Scotty Smalls, like you said. There's Ham, Squints, Benny. Uh, yeah, Benny, Timmy, and Tommy. Okay, Bert- Bertram. That's seven. Yeah, yeah, that's eight. Okay, and uh, Bertram. I know I'm forgetting somebody and I don't know who it is. Oh, um, uh, Nunez the pitcher. I forgot what his there first you, name was.
0: Uh, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. De Kenny, De Kenny. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Bam, yeah. got him. Um, <laughs> teamwork <laughs> makes the dream work. But uh, <laughs> what? Uh, so, I mean, let's, let's let's talk about some of our favorite scenes. What's your favorite scene in this movie? My favorite scene in the
1: movie, actually, um, it's hard. I'm thinking the, the one of the scenes I enjoyed, even though it was pervy, was when um, Squints acted like he drowned and he had Wendy so, Peppercorn yeah, yeah, and he kissed Wendy Peppercorn Actually, there's a backstory behind this
0: because that, that's a Me Too movement moment bro like know, there's shit <laughs> in this movie bro that is like yo that like people like snowflakes these days would be like yo that's
1: sexual harassment right there oh yeah absolutely yeah but um and actually I have to tell you something about that in a second but oh. before I tell you that um there was like the, the squints uh actor um apparently he was like a little bit of a jokester or I don't know what the case was and the director told him multiple times before the scene do not do not stick your tongue in her mouth <laughs> Keep your tongue in his in your own mouth, um, which he did. But, um, actually, there was a lawsuit wrapped up in this movie that actually made a huge impact on Hollywood. I don't know if you know, but this movie, firstly, was loosely based on the director's real life. Mm-hmm. Um, except the story with the director was totally not this. Um, his him and his brother were kind of like uh, I don't want to say nerds, but they were kind of the outcasts with the other kids. A baseball went over the fence one day. And his brother, who was younger than him, was like, I'll get the ball. And they were like, okay, if you get the ball, you can play with us. So his brother was like, okay, I will get the ball. His brother went, got the ball. But unlike this movie, his brother actually got bit in the thigh. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so he kind of wanted to, like, put a happy spin on things. And that's why he made the movie. But the character, Squints, is based loosely on someone. The guy, the real-life Squints, actually sued Sandlot. And they went to court the real squints lost the case and because he lost the case, it was then said and ruled moving forward that in films, you are allowed to um, bring up a character that is inspired and loosely based upon a real person. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to do that without any permission. So that kind of changed Hollywood a little bit because before then you couldn't really do that. So that kind of opened that up. But yeah, um, it's crazy. Um, Yeah. I mean, we got a lot of characters here. Yeah. A lot of good moments. What about you? What would, Did you say what your favorite moment was?
0: My favorite moment is definitely when fucking Benny's getting chased throughout the whole thing by the dog. Like, I, I, it, it all culminates in that movie. Like, for them to be so afraid of the dog, you know, we've, we 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 saw bits and pieces of the dog, like, grabbing the ball and X, Y, Z. But when that, when that chain snapped, like, you can't tell me that even to this day when you watch the movie, your heart doesn't start beating just a little bit. Bro, my
1: heart starts beating every time I watch that movie from the point where, like... Benny's looking at the uh, at the baseball and the beast is looking at the baseball and Benny kind of tips his hat and cracks his knuckles. And then you hear that like that, like Western ramped up song and he likes ready to run like my heart starts beating because I know what's about to come. Yeah. So I, I, I love the way that scene was shot. Let me ask and you, you something. You playing in the background during the old chase. If you
0: ha- if your dad had a ball signed by Babe Ruth and you went and played. Ball with it. Let's change. Let's let's put it in something in our in our era. Since you were basketball, if your dad had a a basketball signed by Michael Jordan or Magic Johnson, and you went to play basketball with it, and a dog ran off with it, would you go home? My dad would whoop
1: my ass. (laughs) I don't know what I would do. I would I would probably get another ball and have someone sign that shit. Michael Jordan. That's what I would, or whoever Magic Johnson. That's exactly what I would do. But you know what's funny? What would you do? Your dad was in the freaking military. My dad was in
0: the military and we're a Chicago Bulls fan. So if he had a ball signed by Michael Jordan and I went and played basketball with that shit, I'm just... No, I'm not going home. Like They're going to have to find me. I'm going to be gone (laughs) so long that by the time they find me, they're just happy that I'm not like... Kidnapped and dead somewhere that they won't even he won't even think about the ball.
1: You would have been on the side of a milk carton yeah. back in those times. Yeah, yeah I feel you. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and it's funny because
1: I kind of have. I don't know if you do, but I sort of have, and I'm going to tell it really quick. My own Sandlot. Type of story It's not really Sandlot But I remember We were at My cousin's house I don't even know How old it was Maybe 12, 13 And um, it's funny Because the cousins My cousins Some of them Listen to the show So they're gonna Remember the story Anyway my cousin Had a barbecue We were playing basketball Of course The ball went over To the Over the fence And over the fence They had two dogs I don't remember What one of the dogs were This I think it was a, Actually I don't remember What it was The second dog though Was a um, like a husky Looked like a wolf And the basketball Went over And one of my cousins He was extremely fast When he was young and um we were like we all went over to the fence we're like hey you have to go get the ball and it was literally like out of the scene out of sandlot he, we were like thinking of strategies to get the ball when we couldn't figure anything out he's like Fuck it, i'm just gonna run and i'm gonna get the ball and i hope he doesn't go after me and we spent like three hours devising on how he's gonna run and what angle he should run at time came the fence open he ran for the ball got the ball ran out the dog didn't even flinch. Even yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, that be- that, was that before or after you guys saw this movie? it was. De- de- I, don't, I don't know if I saw this movie, but it was definitely after this movie came out. Because this was after. I was definitely older than 10. Because at 93, I was in 10 years old. But here's the thing. The neighbor was friends of my cousin. And he came out and we told him the story afterwards. And you know what he said? Why don't you just ring the doorbell? I would have gotten it for you. Just like the movie.
0: Wow. <laughs> it's crazy. That's, that's crazy. I, I don't have anything quite that way. My dad did have like a bunch of... A collection. He actually had like a Kansas City Chiefs football that was signed by like did, was it the last time the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl or the playoffs? Like I don't know how he got it. Like they haven't been to the fucking Super Bowl in like sixty years, They're going this year. Yeah. But it was signed. I think it was the last time they had went to the. And I had I had taken it out the case to like throw, like just tossing around the house, not With thinking about. Knowledge? Yeah. No. Fuck no. <laughs> not thinking about what it is. Not but I literally had it for like three minutes before he saw him. He's like, "Don't you ever fucking touch this again." So, yeah, Do you have an item like that That like
1: your kids better not even dare look at
0: Yeah North Carolina uh, Michael Jordan jersey I don't think I have any item like that I
1: did when I was young man Like I ha- actually owned a Michael Jordan rookie card Don't even ask me where it is I'm sure it's worth thousands bro, of dollars bro, you're,
0: sitting, you're sitting on the retirement right there Last The last time I looked up a Michael Jordan rookie card Depending if it's like a tops one I think that it's worth like $15,000 bro I want to say it is, t- I honestly don't
1: remember, bro, but I remember when I was younger, my mom, we were, me and my brother were really into, like, collecting sports cards, baseball cards, basketball, whatever. My mom bought me a whole Jordan set. There was, like, 785 cards in the set. And as I was going through, I saw, like, a rookie card. I was like, what the hell? And I remember, like, back in the day, they used to have this thing called Beck's Pricing. You could look up how much the card's worth. Anyway, I don't want to get into that. We're going off topic.
0: No, you're fine, bro. You're fine
1: yeah so i mean um i don't remember how much it was back in the day but i i, I can't even tell you where that card is right now because my mom gave away like all my shit from when i was a kid she gave away all my baseball cards remember back in our days we used to have like um pogs
0: mm-hmm.
1: she gave me all my pogs she gave away all my freaking action heroes all my wrestling figures she gave me everything
0: yeah i i used to have like a bunch of of comics like i had an x-men comic uh i think it was uncanny x-men number one i don't know where the fuck that shit is now it's probably my mom is like well she doesn't have an attic now because she moved i don't know man i hope she didn't throw I, that shit away i had superman one it's the, fir- the first
1: um ever super first edition of superman and the way i accompanied all these things before my mom retired and when we were living in new york she was a um a nurse. So one of her patients was a huge collector and he was a dealer. So every time she would see something that she thought I would like, she she would just buy. It. She wouldn't even ask, you just buy it. So I had that too. But again, ask me where that is. I'm sure it's worth some money. I'm not saying millions, but probably a couple thousand. I have no clue where that comic is. Bro, it's probably leveling someone's table somewhere.
0: I'm gonna have to get Q to beat your ass.
1: yes <laughs> he he's in the same thing. He had Pokemon cards worth
0: Bro, thousands do of know, dollars. Do you know? I just re- recently found out like the Charizard holographic cards are like worth like, like almost a thousand dollars. Bro, I had four of those. No wow. joke. I had four. Four How of those motherfuckers. Now? I gave it to my, my my cousin who passed away. I gave it to my cousin Terrence. Um, I remember, yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, him, so man. I don't know what he he probably did. Fucking sell those motherfuckers knowing <laughs> him. Um, but yeah, to get back into, we got off on a whole fucking tangent. On tangent, I what, know. What else do you want to talk about with the movie? Um,
1: so let, let's talk. I, I I know. I just we were just shooting, uh, keeping it real, recording, keeping it real, and I t- talked about this podcast making me have a more enjoyment of film and like things like cinematography and soundtrack in this movie. The soundtrack is phenomenal. Like I'm a huge fan of like sixties music and things like Temptations and and you know going back uh you know not necessarily sixties, even going back further than that. Mm-hmm. And we had some Ben E. King who sang Stand By Me, which happens to be my wife and me's song. Um but yes yeah, a lot of Benny King, a lot of drifters. We had arguably in my opinion the greatest rendition my favorite rendition of america beautiful which is the ray charles version it's my hands down favorite um we had that we had to te- keep the original tequila so a really good soundtrack on this one
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and, and you know a lot of these coming of age stories in the 90s all had great soundtracks um this one definitely did as well um yeah i don't I, there's 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 nothing about and I don't ever want to make a movie seem like it's perfect again like this it's it, and it's hard for me with nostalgic movies but like this I look at as like one of those movies that I could watch any anytime like I could and I could pick it up at any I can turn it on and it could be thirty minutes left in the movie I would probably have to finish it and know exactly word for word where it was at that point
1: yeah and there's some movies like as I was watching this movie it's kind of crossed my mind but there's been some movies in the past where And actually, I was listening to a podcast where someone was talking about this. You're like, you love movies so much when you're younger, certain types of movies, and you watch them back as an adult, and they're so horrible, right? Mm -hmm. But, and then sometimes you watch them back as an adult, and you're like, God, this movie's horrible. When the hell is it going to be over? I didn't get that with this movie. I enjoyed an hour, 40 minutes, whatever it was. I enjoyed every minute of it. I had the nostalgia, but... Even if I never saw this movie, I think I still wouldn't enjoy it as an adult. One scene I want to talk about, and it's a pretty iconic scene um, in the movie, is we got to talk about it. As as nasty as it is, we have to talk about is the Tilted World scene um, where they freaking eat the uh, chewing tobacco, and um, which I have to off air. I have to tell you a story about me and the the first and only time I ever had chewing tobacco. Did you throw up? it's a it's a story, bro. I (laughs) threw up. I threw up, and I did a lot of other shit. Um, But um. Yeah, that scene is, like, kind of iconic because people talk about it. And actually, I just did the research on it because I was trying to figure out, like, exactly what they used for the vomit. Obviously, it wasn't real vomit. So, they used split pea soup, baked beans, oatmeal, and a little bit of water and what they call movie gel, which I have no idea what that is. They used paint guns to discharge it. And in some scenes, we actually saw, like, some, like, girls yelling because they got it on their feet. That was actually real because they accidentally nailed some people with it. Oh, wow. So yeah so um it was it was pretty cool to see that i always was wondering what the hell
0: they make vomit out of and um yeah but what did you think about that scene i mean like you said it's iconic it's probably weird shit like we need to do like one day just do a list of weird shit because it's probably one of the best vomit scenes and all <laughs> you know which i vomit scene i think like also was very similar to this what? did you ever
1: see um prom child 2
0: yeah, yeah. You, do yeah. you remember the scene I'm talking yeah, about? I know. Exactly Yo, that so. shit was worse than this. Yeah, they, that shit was, was way worse than this. Yeah, but yeah, like the scene, like, vomiting. them trying chewing tobacco is like, if this was made as nowadays, it would be weed. Jack oh, yeah. <laughs> was, was like nothing now. Yeah, yeah. Or Molly, you know. It, it, oh, now, Molly, it, that's yeah. a whole
1: different. That's, like <laughs> that's like a Pindin Tarantino movie right there. Or <laughs> <laughs> Molly, like, dang. <laughs> that's some crazy oh, shit. Oh,
0: man. Man, yeah, that's fucking funny ass scene, bro.
1: Yeah, also, uh, something, as much as I love this movie, there's some weird, I don't know if you want to call them plot holes or whatever, but, like, I just happen to remember a couple. First of all, um, when when Benny hits the ball and he he freaking hits the guts out of the ball, they have no the more ball. And that's when Scott's like, oh, I got a ball. I got a ball. Smalls is like, yeah, I'll go get a ball from my dad, you know, my dad or whatever. And he got the Babe Ruth ball. Number one, he said that w- when the ball guts already broke, he was like, oh, now we can't play baseball anymore. Mm-hmm. Unless if someone has ninety eight cents, so we found it at that point in ninety eight cents for a baseball. Now you're telling me with nine kids combined they didn't have ninety eight cents. Before you answer that, keep in mind the scene before this, they went to the fair, which is a it was a dollar per ticket. And Benny was like, "Hold on, this one's on me." So he had nine dollars the day before, <laughs> but the next day he didn't have ninety eight cents. See,
0: maybe maybe this is what maybe this movie is really about—the story of of a guy who just wanted to say fuck his dad, and he like he knew what he was doing the whole time. So, Yo, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling, he knew the whole fucking time. But also, we didn't really talk about this Dennis Leary, who happens to be like a freaking
1: gigantic actor. He was in this movie. I mean, I know he was in a small role, but yeah. believe it or not, this was his first major movie. Really. Yeah, first, he did like some shorts before this, but this was his first like major Hollywood movie. Oh, wow. And you can kind of tell because he wasn't, he was, he was kind of like, eh, I don't know if that was his character was supposed to be that way. I mean, he looked like he hated his steps on, Like, he, he'd be like beating the shit out of him and, you know, off screen yeah. or some shit. But um, he wasn't the Dennis Leary that it is now. Um, you could tell that he was kind of green. And um, yeah, I mean, there were some other goofs. Like, uh, the, all the kids were supposed to be hardcore. Babe Ruth fans. So when Benny signs the ball, how the hell does he sign Ruth? R u t h e? And you're supposed to be a, a huge Babe Ruth fan, and you, you don't even know
0: how to spell his name. That I, mean, I thought was hey, weird. Hey, I mean these are kids, bro. They, like you said, originally what they were supposed to be written for nine year olds. Yeah, I mean like kids are dumb, year. bro. Kids are dumb. Yeah, but what? at this point, what do you what do you think their age is supposed to be at this point? Would you say I, well, 14, I, yeah, they're 15? probably like 12-13 Okay. Teenagers are dumb too. You'll see. I can't wait to. You. I, bro, I, as somebody who is le- legit over the time we've known each other, we've become close like family, I can't fucking wait till you have kids, bro. Cause I'm just gonna be on the phone like, oh yeah, oh, you got thrown up on the day? Congrats. I'll be calling you, I'll be phoning a friend and all day, like, yo, this is the situation. What the fuck do I do, bro? <laughs> water <laughs> it, water <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> crazy. And how about, how about, I mean, you're a big Star Wars fan. How about friggin' Darth Vader doing a cameo?
0: I mean he never he only voiced Darth Vader he was never in the but fucking suit on, I'm but, trying to help you I'm I mean, trying to give you a Star Wars some shine I mean, that's a step in the right direction isn't it no, people not. know I hate that shit <laughs> I mean James Earl Jones like this has to be a camp like he's of course the biggest actor in the, in this film at all but my thing is like how do they convince him to show even though it's only like he's only on screen for what 10 minutes total probably yeah probably If if not less than that like it's just weird that they would get him to show up in this movie
1: hey it's a paycheck bro a paycheck is a paycheck, and um, yeah, it was fun. Like it was cool. I, I liked it. I liked his piece though, because it was a little bit of a baseball nostalgia, and he talked about playing with Babe Ruth. And then he he's actually the one that bails him out of trouble because although the Babe Ruth ball is probably worth a lot of money, he gives a murderer's row, and people who don't for non-sports people Murder's row was was the nickname of the 1927 yankees their first um i want to say their first six on the batting lineup it had like famous people um babe ruth lou Gehrig, and a slew of other people but that Murder's row ball the last time i remember hearing anything about Murder's row ball the last Murder's ball that i know of sold for like over 125k so and this man just said here you can have this ball just make sure you come once a week and we'll talk baseball like, bro, you really are, are feeding that hard for friends. You have hey, to give us for hundred twenty five k. You
0: know, how, uh, you know how lonely you they say old money. people are, bro. Like, shit you, can buy you can buy hookers. You could buy one hundred twenty five thousand hookers. He's blind, bro. He does. He can't find the hole. He doesn't give a shit about. You don't need to find a hole. <laughs> the hole can find you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: What do you think what do you think any what do you think any person that's about to sleep with Forrest Whitaker on
0: their left side or whatever side it is, what do you think they do? It's
1: the same concept.
0: Yeah, true, true. You know what's funny to me is that a Babe Ruth signed ball has less value than a Murder's row sign ball? Which, of course. But I mean it includes Babe Ruth's signature. So it's like I don't know. No, you said a, you said a Murderer's Row is worth more, right? No, the opposite. A Babe Ruth signed ball is worth really? more than a Murderer's Row at least by what I just googled real quick. I Babe did. Ruth Babe Ruth ball right now sells for almost $400,000 whereas <laughs> a, a Murderer's Row ball is 250,000. You know why though maybe?
1: And I I don't know. Well, that doesn't make any sense. I was going to say maybe um a Babe Ruth solo signature is is more um, scarce than a murder's role. But you're telling me there's more murderers like a whole freaking team signing a ball. There's more of that than one person
0: and the same persons on that ball. So how does that even make sense? Yeah, I don't I the world of collectibles and value is a, is a crazy one that I don't. Cause it would make your fucking head hurt. Like if you watch Pawn Stars, the shit would make your fucking head.
1: Oh, hurt Oh, I love Pawn Stars though. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, down hardcore pawn. But anyway, um, the last thing I want to bring up about this. Well, I got two more things really, but the one thing I'll bring up during the um, when we do our scores. But I don't know why there is one quote in this movie that has always resonated with me. And I've used it so many times, and I don't know why. Because uh, for those who don't know, in my 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 outside life, outside of this, I'm a sales manager. So, like when you're a sales manager, a lot of things you have to. A lot of times you have to do a lot of coaching and motivation. And I promise you, I've used this quote a lot. Maybe not in my current job now, but over the years, and I have absolutely no idea. But it's when Babe Ruth, quote unquote, the Babe Ruth comes to, to in Benny's dream right before he leaves. He says. Um, let me see if I can remember it now. He says, "There's heroes and there's legends," and he's like, "Heroes never get forgotten, but legends never die." And I don't know why. Like every time I I used to do like a sales motivation speech, I would always use that, in that speech when they're just trying to sell some sh- product. It's not <laughs> like they're doing some life-altering thing. But I don't know why. Like because every time I heard it, it would get me so motivated and hyped up. Like, yo, I want to get on the phones and kill the phones right now. There you go. And I, I don't know why it just always resonated with me and stayed with me for all those years up till now.
0: I like it. It, it, it. it is an amazing quote. It's, um, now, is that a quote? Is that something Babe Ruth has actually said, or was that just something that was done for the movie? Do you know? I don't know. I would assume
1: he didn't, though. Because yeah. I, I, he. I don't think he would have said that. It doesn't sound like his kind of personality. And Babe Ruth
0: is kind of a dick.
1: Like, when you really yes, go back and think I, he was, he oh, you was know what? kind of a dick? I actually... Okay, you're right. He is. But now, me and you have to fight now. Because... <laughs> When we did keep It Real, I made the statement that Sandlot is my favorite and I think the best baseball movie. And you were about to like jump through the the freaking.
0: Oh, Field of Dreams, bro? Fuck, Field of Dreams. See, that's fucking. That's You're kicked off the fucking podcast. Don't come back no more.
1: Who cares about Field of Dreams?
0: Everyone cares about Field of Dreams. garbage, bro. <laughs> I agree with that. I can't argue with that. <laughs>
1: I love Sandlot, and it might be. uh, Let me tell you, Field the Dreams not in my top five
0: for baseball. So what? No love for Rookie of the Year, Chicago, bro. Chicago, Rookie of the Year. Have you tried to watch it as a as a uh, adult? Saw it two weeks ago. That shit is terrible, bro. Little Big League. Okay, I will give you
1: Little Big League, Major League two, and maybe one. Uh, Okay,
0: then maybe a league of their own a league of their own is definitely better than the field of dreams uh,
1: um is there anything i can't think of any other ones major league one two i think we went over uh, i'm sure we're probably missing oh well no there was other shit like
0: mr 3000 oh, mr baseball i'm tripping 42 oh jackie robinson yeah yeah, yeah. all right well that's it bro you want to give your right ra- <laughs> are we giving ratings i know we don't we kind of do and don't on retro reviews you giving ratings on this one that's where we can do it. Um, before we do that,
1: though, I just want to point this out. This is the last thing I want to point out before we do in the ratings. And um, we, I know no one gives a shit about Rotten Tomatoes, but I still like to bring it up as reference. Rotten Tomatoes Tomato Meter: sixty one percent people. For I mean, the critics for some reason hate this movie. I don't know why. That's However, not hate,
0: bro, sixty one percent isn't hate. That's not hate, bro. Bro, that's a C. That's a C minus. That's not hate. That's that's, that's more. C- that's more than half. When you got movies that are getting like twenty percent, bro, that's hate. All right, fine. Sixty-one percent. I think th- I still think it's shit. However, the audience will never lie, and the audience have it, has it at eighty-nine percent. There you go. And like I said, Rotten Tomatoes for me with critics, it's because they're they're retroactively going back and and leaving their review for it. And like especially with the quality of movies now, it's it. I can understand someone going back and rating that one lower. But in the moment, in nineteen ninety three when this movie came out, you can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. I refuse to believe that. Forty? No, that would be thirty-nine percent of critics hated this movie. Like I refuse to believe that back in nineteen ninety-three. You think more or less? I think le- way less, way less. I honestly think this movie would have easily, easily been eighty percent Rotten Tomatoes. If Rotten Tomatoes existed back in nineteen
1: ninety-three. Well, I don't know because let's look, look. If you look at the box office, they budgeted
0: seven. They worldwide finished with thirty-four. That, but see that. And we don't even know if it had a wide release. Like we don't, we don't know that. Yeah. I Plus, mean, movie tickets were probably a lot. Exactly. Well, yeah, they were cheaper they were back th- then. Remember I when it was like four dollars and twenty five cents to go watch a movie? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, easily this probably would have been a hundred million dollar movie. Oh yeah, with, absolutely. I, with I agree even with that. even with inflation on both the budget and the box office, it, yeah, it, I, I, it it was it was a hit.
1: And I mean, on film frequency, we, I mean, not film frequency. On uh, keeping it real, the last episode we were talking about sequels. This movie had a second sequel. It was all oh female God. that did horrible. And I actually didn't know this. I found this out today just on research. Did you know there was a third movie? I knew there was a prequel. Is it a? It's a, that's probably the third movie. Yeah, then yeah, yeah. I didn't know that, and it's based on these characters. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but I I, I saw part of it a lot too. And I'm like, what is this garbage? And I just turned. I, uh, and
0: I, actually, the the in the the most recent one that came out in the 2000s, 2007, Uh Squints came back. I I, yeah, I think I remember reading something like
1: that. But was he played Squints, right? Yeah. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll give that a watch. I don't
0: know. Yeah. That's that's the, I, I'm waiting on the Disney Plus series. That's what <laughs> I'm <weirdo. laughs> so rating. Yeah. Uh, my rating for this one is a solid B plus.
1: So I like doing out of five stars. So I'm going to for the nostalgia for a lot of things we mentioned, I'm going to go Similar to your rating, I am going to go ahead and give this one a four and a quarter out of five stars. There
0: you go. I'll give it if we just so we can keep the same rating system. I'll give it a four out of five. There you go. There you go. Well, JB, tell the beautiful people where they can find you at and what we got coming up. Well, that's the thing. I am just going to be honest. We don't know what the fuck we're reviewing, right? So we have a week, a full, one full review between now and when we our next full review, which is going to be Harley Quinn. Have we decided what we're going to be reviewing?
1: No, but you know, let me tell you something for those people who listen, first of all, thank you so much for all the love and support. Number one, number two, for those who are wondering, I'm going to just peel behind the curtain. When Hayes and I come on, we do not discuss what we're going to talk about. We don't have a script. We don't have guidelines. When we say we're the professional unprofessionals, it's true, but we enjoy doing that way. It's just is better that way we have absolutely no idea what episode we're doing next but i enjoy it that way
0: (laughs) i mean you better believe it's gonna be something good i mean we do plan out as far as what we're gonna record ahead of time we don't just show up like and say oh what we're talking about today we don't do that we do (laughs) know what we it's just at this point now with it being january and it being a bunch of fucking horrible movies it's like we have to decide between the gentleman we have to decide between the turning or, like, to pull something out of our ass. Like, I don't know what's on Netflix that we can review. But I know I- Netflix has some stuff. Um, I mean, Fall
1: from Grace, I heard it was pretty shit. That's Tyler Perry's movie. Um, I-, I was going to actually
0: do a solo review on that for our YouTube yeah, channel. Please was do like that, that. If you this, I don't even know if me and you ever talked about this. I am 110% against anything Tyler Perry. And here's I hate my wife loves Topher because hate him. every movie that he has is the same bone script. Like he just changes little things. He's such a fucking lazy writer, and he's become that way over time. And that I feel like that's a slap in the face. And I get it. He has his fan base, people that will watch it no matter what he does. But I feel like. At this point, there's so much out there with movies. For someone to be so lazy that all of their, the theme of every one of their movies and the basic script is almost the exact same, I just personally I, I get offended by that. And I and I get what he's done and what he's mm-hmm. been able to accomplish and the levels he's been able to reach, and I respect that. He's put a lot of people on. He's cast a lot of people that people that like. Nobody else would have cast in these big name movies But I just feel like he's a lazy rider
1: Yeah I've, ne- I've never From day one ever been a fan of his I know the Medea movies and whatnot. I've never been a, a fan of his I don't know why it just never resonated with me But um, yeah I don't know we'll, we'll find something I mean Netflix does have some other things I heard a movie called A Sun I think it's a foreign film But I heard it's supposed to be good And Oh fucking we
0: might have to do Parasite
1: We did talk about Well we t- yeah well, actually we did talk Well we talked about Doom Parasite for the minis But yeah. we'll talk about it off camera we'll, At the end of the day as as always we always bring the good shit So we'll definitely have something ready to go for you guys Absolutely Tell For those who miss film frequency Tell everybody what's been going on In our
0: world what's been going on with our Bad Boys review Oh Bad Boys review is definitely the biggest episode we've done So far and I want to thank you guys For showing out and supporting that Um, Because the numbers of that one Have easily been like triple what our highs have been at this point so uh the fact that that you guys are a listening we're continuing to gaining uh listenership as we go you know we rebooted this podcast what about two or three months ago at this point um yeah yeah so i mean for it to even if it's even been that long um, i want to say maybe beginning of december yeah That's so i can check yeah so the fact that um you guys are supporting the way that you are and you're turning out for it and our facebook group is like almost at like we're almost at 250. I think we're at like 227 or something like that. I, I think so. We're definitely almost 230. So it's crazy. It's just crazy. We really do appreciate you guys for it. Absolutely, 100%. Give them your social media, JB. Time to hit the head, but it. Um, I can
1: be reached on... Twitter at the P1JB and of course you can find me on Facebook as well Javid Vasharula
0: and you can follow me at CEO Hayes it's at CEO H-A-I-Z-E you can also follow us collectively at the film bros pod you can send us any feedback questions comments concerns the film the film frequency pod at gmail.com and that's it that's it
1: and what, what is what is the, what is your prophet, prophetic statement you make all the time? We're going to be what?
0: We are soon to be the number one film and movie review podcast around period, point blank. If you disagree with it, you can see me, you punk bitch. But that's it for this week. <laughs> and when we are number one, we will be number one forever. Yes, there you go.
1: Or cue the
0: NWA music. I mean NWO music. Fuck.
1: No, that wasn't. That wasn't NWO. You said NWA. That was supposed to be Squints from the movie.
0: Oh,
1: but yeah, NWO works as well. Not NWA, but NWO.
0: (laughs) We're out. This bitch. Peace. Peace. <laughs> she heard it? Yeah, she said, Don't you dare make me sound superficial. She's standing You can't see her. She's like basically right behind the camera. You can't see her. Uh, okay. No, but did she hear what I said? No, she can't hear uh, you. She heard me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she said, Don't make me seem superficial. <laughs> All right, let's knock out this uh sand review. You ready? You ready? Is that a yes? You just got quiet. Like you gotta give me some type of I nod, I said, motherfucker. Said, like tell I me said, something. I said yes, sir. <laughs> what do you want to see? All right, come on. <laughs> what, <laughs>